0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Passion Connected podcast. This is another episode on anatomy and today we are talking about the man. Now, I am not a man. I would love to have a guy come on here and talk about male anatomy from his perspective Um, and maybe that is a future episode that we can cover but today it's just going to be me, a woman, talking about it from what I know, what I understand, basic anatomy, that it, it's not influenced by my own gender. But I am going to talk a little bit about a woman's perspective and how to care and view their man. So we're going to be focusing on the primary erogenous zone of the man. Next week, we are going to cover all the rest of the erogenous zones, both male and female. But today we're just talking about the groin, everything going on between the legs of a man. There's going to be three areas we're talking about, but two we're really going to focus on the most. First, we're going to talk about the penis. Second, we're going to talk about the scrotum and the testes. And third, we'll talk a little bit about internal structures that connect everything together, but we are not going to cover everything that goes on internally, just like we didn't really cover ovaries and all of that sort of stuff. Now, before we get into that, in some of the episodes on female anatomy, I really encouraged each of you to take a look at yourselves. And learn what you look like and how you work. If you're a guy listening to this episode, I encourage you to do the same. Sometimes it's easy to overlook the things that are obvious. It's easy to overlook the things that we're used to, even if they're really important. So even though yours is a little bit easier to see, you are not excluded from the need to understand your own anatomy. And if you're a woman listening to this episode and you're married, please take time to look at your man. Just like in last episode where I talked about giving your man a sex ed class, let him give you one. Let's take time to look at each other and make sure that we actually know what's going on. It helps fight shame. It helps keep us open with each other. It's just such a good practice. So let's do some discovery, all right? Because it's easy to think about how the woman has been misconceptualized, how understanding of the vagina has been negative, both historically and in modern times. But the penis and male anatomy really hasn't fared much better. Understanding of what a man should look like has been really misconstrued. Understanding of how a man should be taken care of has not been taught. And understanding of how a male's sexual organs function has been way off base in a lot of areas. So let's fight that. We are going to try to correct some of those things today. And I hope it helps correct any personal misconceptions or fears or issues that you may be dealing with when it comes to male anatomy, whether that's you yourself or your partner. So let this episode give you the chance to view the male anatomy in the same way I asked you to view female anatomy. We should be viewing it as God designed, beautiful, and a wonderful part of the human body, an essential part of the human body. It should be viewed as something that needs to be understood and not hidden. It just forms differently as the cells are differentiated either male or female in the womb. All right, so let's start with what we all think of first when we think of male anatomy sexually, the penis. Now, if you remember from last week, the penis comes from the same set of cells that the clitoris is formed from. It just forms differently as the cells differentiate either male or female in the womb. Now, there are three parts to the male penis, the glands, the shaft, and the roots. And this is G-L-A-N-S, just like I talked about last week, the clitoral glands. So the clitoral glands, that little nub that you can see on the outside of the woman, is the same glands as the head of the penis. So the head of the penis is called the penile glands. At the end of this head, there's a little opening at the tip where both urine and semen can come out of. Now this head is smooth and at birth is typically covered by foreskin, which is circumcised or not, depending on parental preference. Now circumcision just means that foreskin is cut off or not. Here in America, it's about 50-50. So about 50% of parents have their baby boys circumcised and about 50% do not. A lot of it is centered around religious preferences, which we're not going to get into today, but it might be a, a subject for future episodes. Sexually, there's no benefit to being either circumcised or uncircumcised. It does not increase sensitivity or decrease sensitivity. It does not make sex better or worse. To be uncircumcised does slightly increase the risk of infection to a woman, but that's mainly just whether or not it is cleansed well. So same way if you would have unclean fingers that you're sticking down in your private parts, there's more risk of infection there. It's the same way with the foreskin. It just needs to be cleaned a little bit more thoroughly. And it also does have one more step in the sexual process as the foreskin does need to be pulled back before sex. but it's neither positive or negative. In the same way that I spoke about the hymen last week, a good way to view it is it is what it is and what it is is beautiful in either case. So enjoy it for the way that it was made and the way that it's treated. Enjoy yourself. Be proud of yourself. Enjoy your man. Be proud of your man. It doesn't make his penis better or worse. It is what it is and it's beautiful. So back to anatomy though. Just like the clitoral glands is the most sensitive area on a woman, the glands on a man or the head of the penis is also the most sensitive, especially right around the ridge where it's connected to this shaft, which is called the coronal ridge. That is also really sensitive, but make sure to ask your man his own preference. He might have areas that he wants you to touch or areas that don't feel quite as good. So have fun exploring, figuring out what feels good to him. Now the shaft itself is also misunderstood. The first cultural misunderstanding is that the size of the penis matters. We talked about this last week. It does not matter. It does not matter to the man. It doesn't make sex better or worse for him. And it does not matter to the woman. It doesn't make a difference in sexual pleasure. So whatever size you are, men, or he is woman, enjoy it. Roll with it. There's also a misconception that the penis has more dense structures inside the shaft, such as an actual bone to give a boner. This is not true, okay? There are mammals out there that do have actual bones in the penis for sexual function, but we are not one of those mammals. Instead, there's no bone, and there's actually very little muscle. Most of the shaft is really made up of just fibrous tissue and blood vessels. Getting a boner is really just an intense amount of blood filling up the penis to give it the direction it needs to have intercourse. Penis sizes and shapes before and after erection vary differently. There can also be a curvature to an erect penis that is really unique to individual. And again, it's neither wrong nor right. There's nothing good or bad about it. Now, if you have extreme curvature to where it is painful for intercourse, that's something that does need to be addressed, but slight curvature is completely normal. Now, penile functions. The penis has two primary functions. First, to release urine. Second, to have intercourse and release sperm and semen. Now at the base of the shaft of the penis, just above is where the mound is, the same kind of mound that a woman has. It's where it connects between the legs and it is often covered with hair, just like there's hair on a woman. Beneath the penis is the scrotum. The scrotum is a sack of skin that holds the testes inside. The scrotum is one sack with two individual testes inside. The testes function to produce sperm and hormones, primarily testosterone. The cool thing about it is when it's cold or the man is aroused, the scrotum will lift the testes up towards the body to keep the sperm that's inside at the ready and warm. Now, we're not going to get into all of the internal action going on, just like I chose not to address the ovaries of the I really am not going to be talking about the vans, deferens, and the seminal tubes of the man. Just know that the testes carry the sperm which meets up with the semen which comes out of the penis. I would address this in a little bit more depth but really this is something I would prefer to have a doctor or someone with more professional knowledge address. The connective tubes, the functioning of the internal body and so much more of it is just incredibly complex and really too much for me to describe here on the podcast myself. It is important for sexual health And it definitely should be addressed. And hopefully I will address it in future episodes, but it's really not something that I am comfortable addressing here with you now and making sure that I cover it to its fullest extent. When we continue to get into these issues, we will be talking about things involving the making of children and everything else going on. So for now, we're just focusing on the anatomy that each of you should know going into sex together, body parts that you should be aware of. Final wrap up notes for today. Things I wish that people had told me about male anatomy. Number one, it is different from the woman, but it's the same. It comes from the same place. And that makes it just as beautiful and complex, just in a different way from female anatomy. It can get hurt just like I can. It has different points of pleasure just like I do. And my husband's is unique to him just as my sexual anatomy is unique to me. I wish that somebody had encouraged me to explore more, like what I am encouraging you guys to explore. I wish someone had told me as I was preparing to be a newlywed to take time to really explore my husband when we got there. I think there's a misconception in culture that men just want to get it and get done. And in some circumstances, that's true. But men and women are a lot more alike than they are different. There are some times where I just want to get it and get done. And there are times where I really want to connect and take my time. Just because my sexual anatomy is complex and hidden doesn't mean that just because his is more visible, that it's not as complex. It has its own complexities. Different parts of the shaft feel different. Different parts of the head Feel different. different movements feel different different positions feel different touching the scrotum can feel different in different areas or in different ways the perineum which is between the scrotum and the anus this little stretch of soft skin can be really sensitive with pressure too i truly believe that the woman was made to be discovered but it should not be at the neglect of vice versa your man is made to be discovered as well And neither party should feel shame for standing in front of each other naked. Neither party should be afraid to explore themselves or their partner. Take some time to get to know your man in the same way you want him to know you. Ask him what he likes. Practice. Ask him what he doesn't like. Ask him to show you the best strokes or touches. Make it fun. Try making it a game. Make it a romantic evening. Make it a scientific study. Make it whatever you need to just do the dang thing. But in whatever way you do it, make it a moment of awe because, I mean, how freaking awesome is our anatomy? It is so cool. It is so awesome. And I'm just so glad that I've gotten a chance to share it with you guys. Next week, we're going to be talking about the rest of the body and the other erogenous zones. It's going to be filled with tips and tricks and ways to tease and please for both parties and I cannot wait to do that. If this episode was helpful for you, you can join my Facebook group and connect with other people who are ready and willing to talk about these topics. I would love for you to share this episode with your friends or reach out to me if you have any questions, everything in the show notes, and I will answer everything that you have for me to the best of my knowledge. If not, I can send you on to another expert that I have contact with if the question is out of my wheelhouse. Till next week, friends, I can't wait to see you there.